0: This is Will Baker, president of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, our continuing podcast series, Turning the Tide, Saving the Chesapeake Bay. I'm joined by Kim Koble, vice president for Environmental Protection and Restoration. That's the name of the department, which really is just our policy shop. Welcome, Kim. Thank you, Will. And Kim, your background, you're such a great manager. Great leader, but your background is very technical. You're, you have a toxicology background, as I recall.
1: Yes, I did my graduate work studying toxicology and looking at the interface between uh, the environment,
0: toxic chemicals, and human health. Aha, uh-huh. smarter than most. I gotcha. And you worked uh, first in our Virginia office and have uh, ran our Maryland office and have been vice president now for a number of years. Uh, out of headquarters in Annapolis. So uh, as so many CBF staff, a long uh, and storied history at the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. Today we're here not to talk about Virginia or Maryland, although they're part of the equation certainly, but Pennsylvania. And specifically how to close the gap in the amount of pollution that's coming down the Susquehanna River into the Chesapeake Bay, which by any measure, is enormous. Susquehanna is 50% of all the fresh water entering the Chesapeake. Pennsylvania has had difficulty meeting its production requirements under the executive order issued by President Obama back in 2008. And what you and your colleagues have come up with is a way to get more pollution reduction out of less money, to be more efficient, and to benefit local economies, benefit farmers, benefit local water quality, and save the Chesapeake Bay all at the same time, you may be up for a Nobel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are very excited
1: about the approach that we've uh, come up with. And as you said, it has many wins to it. There really is a win for local government, local citizens, farmers, as well as the state and federal
0: level. we'll we'll get into the details in a second, but still at the 30,000 foot level. I've heard estimates for as much as $400 million a year to meet the pollution reduction requirements for Pennsylvania. And um, while we're all for meeting the reduction requirements, we think by using good science, by targeting where money is spent, by doing the very best management practices on the land, we can reduce that number dramatically. I know I know it's not possible to give an absolutely precise number, but, but tell us a little bit about how this came about. What, as you said, the cost estimate
1: for reducing Pennsylvania's ag pollution load is prohibitive. It's close to $400 million a year. And uh, obviously the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the federal government, we don't have that type of money. And so we started to say, how can we slice the pie a little bit differently um, and get more pollution reduction for less dollars? What we looked at is where the pollution is coming from and the impact of that pollution on the local water quality and downstream water quality. What we found is the sweet spot of where we can get the most pollution reduction uh, for the dollar
0: spent and have the best impact on water quality. I've seen some of what you all have been working on and it looks like a, uh, uh, an analysis of big data. Lots of data, a lot of uh, pollution reductions by strategy, pollution reduction by soil type, pollution reduction in, in geographically, and you all uh, over the last several months have been working through all these data points and have drilled down to a few specific counties in Pennsylvania where the dollars can be spent most efficiently. Tell us what what are those counties. Exactly.
1: What we did is, is, as you described, looked at a lot of data, and we determined that if we target our resources, new resources, into five counties in south-central Pennsylvania, we could get um, close to half of all the pollution reduction that Pennsylvania needs to achieve in twenty 2020, twenty by 2025. So 50% almost of, of the pollution reduction can be met by targeting these five counties. And they are? They are, are including um, York, Cumberland, Franklin, Adams, and then the big county is Lancaster. And uh, Lancaster has a Large footprint when it comes to pollution loads, but it also has a huge opportunity. There's a lot of great work happening in that county. Um, we have great partnerships, so we feel optimistic that if we can target the resources, there's going to be people lined up to use them and put them in good order.
0: Well, that's what I was going to was thinking. L- Lancaster County is sort of the penultimate agricultural area in this country. I mean, the beautiful countryside. A fabulously productive soil, uh, a great history, uh, culture of farming, uh, and it really has built a, a tourist industry as well on, on agriculture.
1: Right, and one other important point about Lancaster is that agriculture is a huge
0: revenue generator for the county. And what what I believe I'm accurate in saying is that the county conservation uh, efforts. The county conservation individuals and and really the culture of conservation in in Lancaster is very high. So it's not as if they've been doing something wrong. In fact, they really want to embrace this new technology. They want to embrace um, the benefits of better water quality in their own county. And they really believe that they should get a, a share of the federal pie which is going nationwide for conservation practices. And we're, we're urging a, a greater share of the federal pie. Is that correct? And Right, so specifically we're calling on USDA to uh,
1: put $20 million of new money uh, into those five counties uh, with an emphasis in Lancaster. And to uh, really emphasize the point, one of the reasons we've targeted Lancaster and the other four counties is their willingness to step up and really, uh, if the resources are provided, they're eager to do it. So it's, uh, again, I call it the sweet spot for pollution reduction and action, and we really believe it could be a huge success.
0: Now you say $20 million of new money. That's new money for Pennsylvania. New federal money, yep. New federal money for Pennsylvania, but it's not new federal money. It's an allocation of federal money, am I correct? Right. Thanks for that clarification. So USDA uh,
1: has resources through the Farm Bill, um, through other allocations from Congress. The Federal Farm Bill. The Federal Farm Bill. And um, some of their money already goes to Pennsylvania, and we want that money to continue. What we're asking for is an additional... 20 million of their allocated resources to go to Pennsylvania and into the five counties.
0: And, and really, this, this makes so much sense. When you see that the Chesapeake Bay watershed is the only watershed in the country to have received the attention of the president under a presidential executive order setting very specific pollution reduction uh, targets for 2025 with an interim goal of 2017, because the Chesapeake Bay and all of its watershed, rivers, and creeks are a national treasure. That's been widely recognized. So this is really ground zero for pollution reduction in the country, and all we're asking for is for USDA to give it what it really deserves. We believe that an investment of $20 million in new money will
1: definitely help to jumpstart the work that has to be done there. We call on the uh, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania to also continue to put resources into those five counties and uh, step up. So it's going to take a lot of effort from a lot of people, but
0: again, the reward is far exceeds what anything's been done to date. I want to talk a little bit about what's coming up later this fall in terms of decision making by the governors of the states and by the uh, federal representatives to the Chesapeake Bay program. But just one last uh, thought on this, and as I understand it, when um, $1,000 or $10,000 goes to a farm or a farm family, because these are often family farms, the money doesn't just go into their bank account. That money is spent in the community for practices, for consultants, for contractors to do the work. Could you give us a little flavor of that? Right. That
1: In fact, that's uh, very true. So these federal dollars will come to a farm family and we'll use an example of putting a a buffer or a a segment of trees along a creek side, which is a good conservation practice. So the farmer receives the funds to make that happen. Uh, And so then the farmer will work with a nursery to buy the trees, will work with uh, the nursery to buy uh, fertilizer supplements, um, we'll work with the lumber store to get stakes that can be put in the ground. We'll work with contractors to help prepare the land, possibly plant the trees. There needs to be a watering system put in, so we'll work with plumbers to uh, ensure that there's a, an alternative watering system than what was there. And it goes on and on with that kind of a um, trickle-down effect. Uh, very little, if any, ends up as a Pocketbook deposit for the farmer
0: rather it's a deposit into the conservation of that farm so we're we're, we're taping this podcast and when it's released on Tuesday, uh, we will have on that day uh, a major press conference so a lot of this is in the works it's going to be announced we're going to be calling on USDA we hope we'll get a lot of attention from it and really that the purpose of that is is also to try to encourage the governors of all the states in the watershed, the EPA administrator, and the other federal partners, uh, like Secretary Vilsack of USDA, who represent the so-called Executive Council of the Bay Program, to really push to make this a reality uh, for Pennsylvania, for the benefit of Pennsylvania and the Bay downstream. And that meeting is coming up on October 4th.
1: Yes. On October 4th, the Executive Council is meeting just outside of Winchester, Virginia, Northern Virginia, and they are coming together. Uh, We hope that they will make an announcement of additional funding for these targeted counties. That's our hope. And we're putting out the message, giving them the data, and um, keeping our fingers crossed that they're going to listen to what the science is saying and, and take the initiative to supply new funding. And to drive home the point that you started with, this is really a win-win-win all across the board. There isn't anybody that loses here. This is money that has been that's sitting in USDA's uh, bank account that they can draw on, so it doesn't hurt the taxpayer. For this, per, for these purposes, for these purposes, and the taxpayer benefits because the dollars are used more efficiently farmers and conservation districts in uh, targeted areas get more resources and the water quality improves. So uh, we can't think of a reason this shouldn't happen.
0: I can't wait for it to happen. Well done. Kim Coble, VP, Chesapeake Bay Foundation, thank you very much. To all of our listeners, thank you. And remember to tune in every two weeks for our podcast series. And also go to our website, cbf.org. For specific information about this discussion and others, this is Will Baker, president of CBF. Thanks for joining us.